Maddie, we met Jamie Lee Curtis this week. It was phenomenal. Like, she literally... Okay, so we went to a screening. We got... Okay. I'm ex- I don't even know where to start because this is a, <laughs> was a really good, exciting thing for us. We went. We got invited to a special screening of the HBO documentary, Foster. We're going to talk about it because it was amazing. And the one we went to, because they're having various ones throughout L.A., San Francisco, and also New York. So the one we went to was hosted by Jamie Lee Curtis. And we get off the elevator and we turn right. And she's just standing there. Like, she is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, I knew she was beautiful, but, like, I always... She's an actress. You always thought, but, like, no. She is, like, beautiful. There's something about her, just her presence and her beauty that's just, like, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Like, she doesn't try, but yet she just is naturally... Amazing and beautiful. Like, so she goes, hi, I'm Jamie. And I literally, in my head, was like... Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, I was so proud of myself that I didn't say that. And I was like, oh, I'm Patty Crouch. Yeah, just, oh, you are. Hi. <laughs> I was like trying to be all cool. I had practice all day going, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like trying to be cool because I knew I was going to get a little bit starstruck just because I grew up with her and like just love what she's done. She's already, she's adopted kids. She has this whole, she had a whole movement about just being you and not like photoshopping photos and just like she's had, she's just done amazing things. And so it was just like, yeah, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm like, yeah, you are. Like, come on. Well, I think driving there, we're going, okay, well, we really need to talk to, you know, because we want to talk about the podcast and having people. So we we want to meet Jamie Lee Curtis. We want to meet the producer um, who you had a connection through, and that's how we were invited, Deborah Oppenheim, who is an Academy Award-winning producer. Um, and we wanted to make sure we could talk to her, the director of the movie. We were like, how are we going to do this? Because I'm picturing this huge screening room and, you know, like a line of people to get over. And we're going to be like, oh, sorry, can we bother you? And then we get off the elevator and it's like, hi, I'm Jamie. Have you met Deb? Hi, I'm Deb. Have you met Mark? Oh, we're all here. Yay. <laughs> we were like, oh, amazing. hi. <laughs> and then I went to my Patty fashion and I got a little nervous and I feel like I talked a whole lot and didn't really know what to say. And I immediately was like, oh, yes, I'm supposed to tell you, you know, come up to you personally and say hello. You know, Matt Lockheim. So Matt is one of the owners of the company, essentially. It's a family-owned company. He's that you work for. That I work for. And so when I had lunch with him one time, um, and they're like their celebrity in their own style. Like within Bobberg, they're celebrities kind of thing. So I had lunch with him one time because he's like, can I join you for lunch? And I'm like, what am I going to say? No. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can. And then we started talking about fostering. And he's like, oh, you should meet my, you know, we have a family friend named Deb or whatever. And so then she, he sent me the invite that, that he sent. So then we got personal invitation by – and she in that email was like, I can't wait to meet her, da, da, da. So I was like, wait, what? So it was – I kind of got into myself a little bit of like oh, – uh, 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 <laughs> but I talked to her about the podcast briefly. And Jamie Lee Curtis is just right there going, oh, wow, interesting, you know, like, oh, okay, you know. Like yeah. it was just this conversation. And then, you know, other people were coming, so we kind of like moved her along. But I already – well, right she, she was kind of the awkward third reel. We're like, yeah, you're not a part of this, Jamie. Like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so then we got our stuff. We, you know, we went and sat down and then we had to go to the restroom. We went to the restroom. I don't know why I'm telling you a play <laughs> I used four, four things of toilet paper. And then the flush, I had to wiggle the handle a little. I don't know why I'm going through all these details. But anyways, it was really... You got flustered just thinking about meeting Jamie Lee Curtis right there. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. It's like, it's, uh, yeah. So I had another encounter with her. 
So I came and we got seated. I came out and was looking for tissues, right? Because I knew this is a story about foster care. A documentary. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to cry. And I knew this. So I got out, and he, she was like, do you need something? And I was like, okay, i got to get my tissues. got to get prepared. She's oh, yeah, you're going to need a lot of them. She's like, I think there's some behind here. And I was just like, okay. So she, like, went behind the desk. Got the, She's like, here you go. And I was like, about to grab the shit. You should pick the whole thing. And I was like, you're totally right. And I go, and hopefully I'm not the only one crying. And she was <laughs> like, oh, no, everyone's going to be t- crying in there. And so I went back in, and then as I walked in, Real Patty came out and was like, I got the tissues for everyone if anyone needs them. And I sat down, like, being me. So then I passed the tissue. I got my tissues and passed them around or whatever. But it was like I had this interaction with her. So, anyways, it was this. I mean, she hasn't invited me over to a barbecue or anything, but we're definitely on our way there. Like, the first step has been made. But this movie was so good. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Um... And with, like, any movie, there's going to be the pros and cons of it. And, like, there's moments where I was, like, they didn't say this. But I also know that, like, in order to make a difference, you have to put the best forward, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they couldn't really talk about the corruption of social workers or the ICWA courts or any of these things. Because what they need to do is actually go beyond that, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's what the media is going to do. The media is going to hold on to the one foster parent who accidentally killed a child like that's what they're gonna go to and they need to show all the other amazing individuals while still showing where there's things to improve on Mm -hmm. you know and i think they did a really good job they picked five stories which is kind of a lot of stories for a documentary i felt like and it was two hours i did not feel like it was two hours did you feel like it was two hours no yeah no because you're just, I, I mean, I wanted it to keep going. I'm like, no, don't in there. What else happened? Yeah, you wanted to know. They did a little recap of, like, where all these stories went. But it was, they followed a social worker. And they followed a social worker, which you want all your social workers to be like. You mm-hmm. know, the one that really wants to make a difference to one and really wants to go and do her job well. And she is. And she's even said herself that she the reason why she chose the documentary is because she knew that, the, that Deb and Mark, the filmmakers, were going to help her change what people think about foster kids mm-hmm. and what people think about social workers. You know, and she's like, my own coworkers need to know and change their mindset of like, not all these foster kids were sexually abused, not all these foster, like there's yeah. ones out there that seriously just need stability and then they'll thrive, you know? So the social worker that they followed was also a foster kid herself so she went through the system and she would say once her co-workers like watched the movie and found out a lot of them didn't even know they were like oh we have to like watch what we say around you because they'd just be like oh the foster kids you know how foster kids are you know that kind of thing is and she's like no um and patty and i got to talk to her afterwards which was awesome and i remember her saying you know a lot of kids just their parents die of natural cause and they come through uh DCFS as well. Like, there's a lot of kids. It doesn't mean every child is horrendously broken and, you know, there's a lot of just, yeah, they just need a place. You're going to, and, and the thing is, is, like, once you enter foster care, yes, there's going to be trauma and you can't dishonor mm, yeah. that. But at the same time, like, it's not all going to be as intense. Like, she was talking about the statistic of just kids whose parents have died from cancer or single yeah. mom dying of cancer. Like, they have nowhere, their kids have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. They get put in a foster care. Like, it was, she wants to do really great things. Um, 
it's going to be we're going to interview her hopefully so it'll yeah. be good to have a conversation with her and get her thing and and dive into some of the other things that they couldn't do on film mm-hmm. you know and what she wants to do within foster care she's in a good within foster care within uh the system i guess in dcfs and then they also like the other one that i really enjoyed was Desani. He was yeah. the child who got bounced back and forth through all these foster homes. And then he, they said something like he got, he did something in his group home that landed him in juvenile hall. And then he was on probation. And it was interesting because one of them, he has a group of people that are really fighting for him mm-hmm. and supporting him and an adult that wants to see, the adults wanting to see him go beyond this and are seeing him beyond that, you know, mm-hmm. not just seeing him as a foster kid, but seeing him as, they saw any who can have potential, that has potential and can go further, you know? But they made a comment like, if this was another kid who lived in a regular home, like a regular, either even foster home, but a regular biological home, this wouldn't warrant jail time. Oh, no. If he, like, threw something at his brother, he might get grounded. There was something like, that would yeah. be the biggest thing that would happen. You wouldn't go to jail. And he's already fighting so much stuff, but his he goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it was... They did an amazing job. It took four years. I was thinking that, too. I was like, man, they did two years of research and then Mm -hmm. two years of, like, recording and then started editing stuff. So it was like it took four years of them doing all this. It was amazing the access that they got. So really that two years of prep work, I mean, they they went into courtrooms and they're with these kids. I mean, you weren't allowed to even put, like, photos of your kids on Facebook. When they were foster kids, and these kids are on film there on was, HBO. Yeah, there were so many people who had to see this vision mm-hmm. that Deb and Mark saw in order for it to be transpired, and not just like a typical financial one, like not just HBO backing them up and them getting funding for it and that kind of stuff, not just the like normal ones that you would have in Hollywood. Like every single social worker that had a minor had to be on board with this and then the judge had to be on board with it and then so many people had to see the vision that deb and mark had to make this happen and it's a movie that they're mandating all the social workers to see i was like that's just so awesome because now you're seeing it from desani's point of view Mm -hmm. when you don't you know like it was it was i'm happy that they did it i am it yes they didn't touch ICWA stuff yes there were stories that weren't going to be told Yes, there were still things that I was like, I'm still mad about. Like, I still think the whole system needs to be burned down and done correctly. Like, done from the bottom. Like, there's still, I'm still going to have baggage and, like, still want more that Mm -hmm. wasn't expressed. But they did a damn good job Mm -hmm. making it as real as they could with the access that they had. Like, it was done well. It's, for you foster mamas out there, it's going to be triggering. There were moments that I really got triggered. And one of them... So they also followed this uh, young couple who had a child, you know, had a child that was born drug exposed, you know, and you hear mom just be like, I made a mistake. Like, I'm going to lose my daughter because of this. Mm -hmm. Like, you hear it from her and it's like, wow, you know, like it was so they went into the the DCFS medical hub which a lot of foster kids go through. And I'm like, I've been in that room. Like, I saw the outside. And I, I, I leaned over to Holly when they did the big building. I was like, oh, that's that's where Jackson goes for his appointments. <laughs> and then they showed them, like, main entrance. I was like, that's the, well, that's the exact doors that I walk through every six months to see 
Dr. Laboreal for FASD stuff. Like, so I was, like, triggered. And there's a little, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, even though it's a documentary. So I don't know. Like, there's not, like, a plot twist. But, you know? Like, there was one line that the dad said, and, and it was so real because I'm like, the mom's sitting right there, and he's talking about her, but he's, like, letting go. And she's just, you know, this is all going on for the world to see, and they, they let it happen, which was awesome. But he was just like, I'm so mad that, you know, something could happen to my daughter down the line. We don't know because of some stupid mistake that she made. You know, there's just something so dumb. This could affect my daughter. And I just thought, I feel like Patty says that all the time. <laughs> Jackson was like, oh, my gosh. I, yeah. And I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I, uh, that was the little trick. Yeah. It was, they did well. The editor, I, I am. I kind of want her on the podcast, too, even though, like, that would be just more of my tech self wanting to know, like, how do you choose? Like, that's just—and you said it in the car ride home. Like, that's a sign of a—they had hours. They followed these people around for, like, a solid year and a half. Oh, and more people. Tons. Because you don't know where the stories are going to go. And a lot of people drop out at some point, and some of them maybe ended in a way that would not be great for a documentary or— um, so there was a lot of footage, and she had to find the best stories through there. So and I always wonder, like, how much is set up? Because some of the, like, courthouse stuff, I was like, hmm, that seems a little bit more like, okay. Yeah. You know, we're on camera. Let's say the right things. Yeah. Maybe not. You know, and they, they still had to be respectful of other people's privacy stuff. So I was like, it was – there was definitely moments where I was like, I think that was maybe staged. Because it's very real. Reality isn't really reality when it's yeah. on TV. But they did a, such a great job of finding things. And the editor finding those moments. Like you mm-hmm. were saying, you know, a lot of it couldn't be set up because they filmed so much. They're going to find a spot where he's distraught at the park. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to ask him to just look distraught at the park. Yeah. Hey, we're here for five minutes. Yeah. Pretend you're upset. Like we followed you for three days. You're going to have a moment of stress. And they got it. Like it was that was done extremely well as well. It was good. It was a really good moment, and hopefully we get some interviews on of it, and hopefully more than just the three that I'm really wanting. Hopefully there's, like, other people that we can talk to. Like, it would be really mm-hmm. great to have Miss Beaver on and be like, okay, oh my gosh, how do you do it? And then, and then you know, her, honestly, I want her to tell me that it's okay that I don't have 50 kids run through my door. By the way, Miss Beavers was, like, the most amazing foster mom ever. She's the one that, like, I feel like you start foster care wanting to be because she's had, like, tons of kids go through her home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she has multiple foster kids at a time. Like, it's just, like, that's what you—you see that and you go, this is what I want to do. And then you get your first three kids and you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm broken (laughs) and I'm done, you know? And there are people who are set up that God has, like, that is their journey and that is their story that God has written for them is to be that for tons. And there's people like me whose my journey is to have three and be done and be stressed. Like, that's my... <laughs> she she even said, I think, I don't want kids that are just fine and don't need any help. I want to be there to help them and I want to, like, fix yeah. the broken... And it's like, geez, I, if I were doing foster care, I think I'd be like, hey, send me the easiest ones, please. <laughs> But that's also because you knew, like, you know what Dawson requires and you know what you, yeah. So I would want her to say to me, no, you've done your part that God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. You've done your three. It's okay. Because I can start feeling jealous when I hear, like, Miss Beaver, like, do all of them, you know? And that's what everyone wants you to be. Like, they say foster, you know, like, keep going. And later, and I'm like, I can't be a revolving door. Like, I can barely 
I, I'm glad I just have doors to lock right now, yeah. you know, <laughs> to keep the three I have inside. Yeah. So, but it was, I, it, yeah, it was really a great fun experience beyond just meeting Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> so it's, it's worth watching. It's definitely worth watching. It's worth sharing. It's worth saying, hey, this is a glimpse of what foster care is. I think it does show aspects of it. The aspects it shows are very accurate. It can't show all the aspects. It can't yeah. show where reunification wasn't done well with the parents who are drug addicts. It can't mm-hmm. show. It, it just couldn't, you know. But with the aspects that it did choose to show, they chose well and they represented them really well, I feel like. So it's worth sharing, it's worth seeing, it's worth supporting. So Foster is on HBO. Uh, It's on the streaming HBO Go, HBO Now, and then it's coming back to just the channel, I think, in October. Something like that. And then if you want more information about it, go to thefosterfilm.com, and you can see they probably have links and stuff there and whatnot. But hopefully you'll hear us talk to more people about it and You'll probably hear us talk about it again because it was a good film. And we may watch her first one because she did a first film of that first documentary. That's probably also going to be very tear-jerking. But it has nothing to do with foster care. But definitely kids. Like, it has... uh, Yeah, it's... Yeah, she won an Academy Award, I think, in uh, 2000, 2001 for a movie about the the Jewish children in Germany who got shipped to Great Britain. And we're told they would see their parents again, you know, when the war was over. And most of them, of course, didn't. And I think her, both of her parents were those kids. At least her mom. Okay. I don't remember. But, man. Yeah. That's a whole, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I want to see that, too. But But we're going to, so we're crying some more. It was, and of course, I cried like three or four times in the movie because it was, and then Holly cried. And then she like choked randomly because she just swallowed water water wrong. But <laughs> they were doing a Q&A after. And one of them was giving this impassioned speech about just loving people. And I was choking. I, don't, I was trying to hold back a cough. And tears are streaming down my face. And she's looking at me like, wow, I really got this person. <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm just choking. It was good. It was good. And it was, it's, it's worth a watch. Thefosterfilm.com. You just rode the denial bus. Now it's back to reality. Now don't forget to subscribe wherever you subscribe to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify. Subscribe and rate us five stars.